0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So today I begin the next exercise in the Discourse on the Four Foundations for Mindfulness, for Awareness. And... Um, it follows the same pattern as the first one in, this, in, in that um, it's going to describe another way of observing the body in terms of the body, ardent, aware, clearly comprehending, having put aside uh, greed and distress about the world, for the world. And um, so this is a relatively, you know mature mindfulness state to be in, to be able to observe the, the simplicity of the body in regards to the body, ardent, clearly comprehending and aware, having put aside grief, greed and distress for the world. Some people practice mindfulness so they cannot be caught in greed and distress. So, but that can happen, and when it happens, then the practice can go from there. So that's kind of like a little bit the goal, and then these thirteen exercises are the means. So that's why I, I translate this text: the four foundations for mindfulness. Classically, it's called of mindfulness, but it's it's the purpose is for developing this clear awareness, which I call mindfulness, and. Um, So, how do we do that? Well, we can also do this with a second exercise. If you do the second exercise, well, that becomes a platform or foundation from which to go through the steps of the refrain, to have this more awareness that's open both to external and internal, uh, to have this uh, ability to see the inconstant nature of the experience, and with the help of that inconstancy of impermanent nature of phenomena, experiences, um, to uh, uh, abide in a very simple lucid awareness where there is no greed, no clinging to anything at all. So that's the pattern. Now the second exercise is very simple and because it's so simple it's easy to overlook. It's You'll understand it immediately, you know, and so you might feel like you're ready to move on to the next thing because it's, you know, just four or five lines and you're done. And um, so it goes this way. When standing, one knows one is standing. When walking, one knows one is walking. When... Sitting, one knows one is sitting. When lying down, one knows one is lying down. And whatever uh, posture the body is in, one knows that. So it's so, you know, uh, deceptively, maybe, uh, simple uh you know, just to know you're standing when you're standing. Okay, and you can do that in a moment and then you're on ready to do the some more important things. And um but here we're talking about to really know. And it's, it's the knowing Pajanati in Pali. P A J A N A T I. Pajanati to know. This is the important verb activity in uh, that goes through much of the satipatthana exercises. Um, there's a number of different instructions of what to do. The verb, to, what what we're supposed to actually do here, and and uh, but the most common one is to know. So there are a few things that make this uh, exercise, you know, really rich. One is, in fact, this emphasis on knowing, and. Uh, And this idea of clearly recognizing what's happening when it's happening in the simplicity of it, the most simple aspect of it in the moment, independent of any relationship to anything else. So, um, uh, at the moment, I'm feeling comfortably, but I feel a little bit cool. The windows are open here in this room. It's a little bit cool outside. So I feel cool. So I know that I'm cold. I could add on top of that, why is it cold in the room? Maybe the windows are too much open. Um, I wonder how long the windows have been open. How long should I sit here being cold? And uh, maybe I'll get chilled if I stay here too long. And So all that commentary and questions, which might be reasonable in some circumstances, but what it does is that um, it, uh, it can take us away from the most simple, relaxed, present moment awareness of the simplicity of just being, feeling a little cool. Feeling cool, coldness. And, and feeling it in and of itself as if it deserves or to be respected for what it is in and of itself. You know, it is in a sense also can be seen as a message that I should pay attention maybe if I was really cold but, um it's just um uh, but to be f- just to as if it's worth worthy of just knowing for itself, because what we're doing here in mindfulness practice is going in a different direction than the mind usually goes, uh so the all those concerns I have of why is the windows open, how long can I sit here, um you know those kinds of questions imagine that those are like um, the horizontal plane of life. And um, the um, in, in vipassana, mindfulness, is the vertical dimension in a sense that it allows us to penetrate and go deep. So the simplicity of just knowing something like cool, coldness in and of itself is a doorway to a deeper entry into that experience to really penetrate and see deeply into the experience until we start seeing something that's liberating and freeing in that experience. And so the idea is to really be there with that. In a, but not to when I use the word really being there, I can imagine some people steal themselves up and are gonna try hard. But this is meant to be very trusting the very simple, relaxed knowing. So to know when you're walking, you're walking, Um, means that you're not distracted. You're not thinking about all kinds of issues in your life and problems you have uh, or wonderful things you can contemplate as well. The mind thinking is a fine thing to do, but there's also something wondrous about the times we can go really simple and just know I'm walking, now, in the in the horizontal mind that has many concerns and interests, that can get boring very quickly. But in the vertical mind that can go really deep, it opens up to something really special. The first time that I experienced that in my life was uh, really experienced it in some palpable, strong way was when I lived for uh, when it was about 2021. 20, I lived alone for a week on a farm. And I'd never been alone for that long. Didn't talk to anyone for the week, and, or see anyone, really. Um, and um, and uh, I wasn't meditating, but uh, I was kind of like, uh, uh, as the days went along, uh, everything started to glisten. Everything started to be this clarity to it. And I would see something, you know, I see an object, and it was like it was shining, if I had a thought, the thoughts were just kind of like um, like uh, one, uh, um, a wonder to see if there's a thought arise. There was a clarity to it that uh, I'd never experienced before. It didn't really matter what I was thinking. It was just this clear thinking and there was all this space, I guess, and stillness and quiet around which I could just have this very simple knowing of each thing. And it was uh, life-changing for me. Um, It's one of the conditions that probably led to me being here and teaching was um, appreciating and valuing this intimacy and clarity and simplicity and brightness and vibrancy of just being present in the moment for this little thing um, and knowing it. And so that felt like uh, um, maybe deep. And uh, so... um, the um, um, so to know you're walking as you walk, to know you're standing as you stand, to know you're uh, sitting when you're sitting, to know when you're lying down when you're lying down. Um, on re- on uh, coming out of meditation, when maybe you're somewhat settled, that could be almost second nature to stay that simple. Or it's not, maybe not second nature, but it's a way of staying that simple. It's a way of continuing to live in some of the benefits and, and uh, in the practice of mindfulness before you kind of automatically or quickly get into the complexity of your life and your mind. Um, but allowing yourself to stay calm and centered and simple. One of uh, you know, I talked last yesterday about Thich Nhat Hanh, who recently died. And uh, one of the things that many people remember him for is when he did walking meditation. And uh, people... There were sometimes long lines of people walking with him down a country road. Um, and uh, and he would just go really slow and steady. And there's something compelling about... When you walk, just walk. When you walk, just know walking. When you sit, just know sitting. So... um so I'll talk more about this um uh, second exercise tomorrow. But for today I wanted to emphasize um this the knowing quality and I'd recommend that if you can today to um uh experiment and and uh as if you know you you all know things easily. It can be almost subconscious that you know something. And you open your front door and uh you didn't have the Conscious idea, oh, there's a door, there's a knob, uh, this is opening the door. You, just, you know, you're, you're, it's kind of done on automatic almost. But, uh, see if you can stop doing things, those kinds of things that are almost automatic. See if you can, uh, uh just open up, be a, be a little bit more mindful of them, and see if uh, you can find a way of recognizing door, handle, opening, Uh, in a a very rudimentary, simple, easeful way that you see that in the knowing itself there is freedom. In the knowing itself, there's not entanglement with what is knowing, that there's no being for or against. It's not automatic. The for and against, the entanglement, can be so integral to the very act of knowing we can't tease it apart. But see if you can begin teasing apart. and just, Just know. Eating, just eating, uh, hearing a sound, just hearing a sound. and see if you can find some places where you discover something very precious and special about uh, the, the human, your human capacity to know, to recognize. Because if you start appreciating the freedom, the ease, the peace that's found in knowing, then a mindfulness becomes a lot easier. And, uh, and you start developing something e- easier to receive some of the benefits that come from doing ongoing practice. And I see that there's a note in the chat about wanting to see um, a copy of the sutta that I'm reading for. And the reason I haven't posted my translation is I want to redo my translation uh, for this and I haven't had any time to do that. Um, a a version that I did many years ago is on the IMC website if you look under the resource um, uh, menu at the top bar and there's uh, the writings and I think there's uh, Sutta translations is one of the categories in the menu and there you find the Satipatthana Sutta and uh, when I have more time hopefully in the next couple of weeks I can, or soon I can uh, post uh, my updated understanding of the translation so thank you. Thank you for being here and um, being part of this. And, um, and as we go slowly and steadily through this, I hope that this text uh, will become more alive for you and richer and more um, engaging for your practice. Thank you.